0: so welcome to inspire where everything's inspirational so today we have richard he's a ex-army in the u.s he's also an author
1: and a podcaster as well thank you for having me oh thank you for having me i'm so excited and i'm glad that we get to connect via you know through our through our phones and you know i'm able to talk to you from america and we can actually bs from you know from two two parts of the world so I'm grateful to be on your amazing show. I love your show. I catch every episode. I think you're doing great things.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. It's such an honor to talk to you as well as a a past army cadet and then also an author. So it's really amazing. Would you like yeah. say that you, you have lived the like a fulfilling life? Now that you have like been like experienced all the things.
1: Yeah, I. Um... I did 23 years in the military. Um, I've, like, I know you talk about inspiration um, and talking about resilience today. I have personally come back from drug addiction, alcoholism, homelessness, post-traumatic stress, uh, blindness, because I'm 80% blind right now. And also, um, but now I don't let anything use that as an excuse. So now I'm a best selling author, um, top rated podcast host, and also a uh, uh, number one. Uh, our, our book hit number one twice on, on Amazon. And now um, I'm a public speaker. So I speak all, all around the world and on all different kinds of su- uh, summits and stuff like that, also.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. So, what made you want to go into the army, like straight out of high school?
1: Well, I didn't, I didn't graduate high school. Um, I actually got thrown out of high school um, because um, by the time I was 13, I was a drug addict and I was an alcoholic. So they kind of threw me out of high school. So for me, it was either join the military or go to jail. And unfortunately, I did both of them while I was in the military. I went, to, we joined the military and went to jail when I was in the military. I did two and a half years the first time. And then they threw me out of the military for being an addict and an alcoholic, and then I got back in, and then I finished my career with over twenty-three years.
0: So, why were you in prison for? There's like kind of weird that you're both in both spectrums of the the that the area, like prison is like the other side, and then the army is different.
1: <laughs> well, because I would, you know, I would do my job. In the military on the weekend on the weekdays and then i would get drunk and i would get arrested for public intoxication or fighting and i would go to jail on the weekends and they would have to come pick me up and get me out of jail and it happened like eight or ten different times and then they finally decided uh all right we're gonna get rid of him we don't need him anymore he's too much trouble
0: yeah that must have been hard like Like, what was your mindset just, like, at that moment, just in, like, the the emotion? Like, what was it like?
1: Well, for me, it was, you know, I didn't expect to live past the age of 25. So I just wanted to join the military to have a good time, travel the world, um, and party. And that's what I did. So whenever I got locked up, I was just like, all right, oh, well, you know, I I know they're just going to come bail me out, and I'm going to get in trouble for a little while until next time and then eventually you know after eight or ten times they decided you know we don't need you um, and that's when they met that's when they they discharged me after two and a half years in the, in the army
0: you were able to do 23 years that's like really just a big contribution to the community as well
1: well what happened was um i got back out i got out and then I ran into some legal trouble. Eventually I straightened my life out. But then I had, um, one of my uncles told me, you know what, I knew you never had what it took to be a a military career man, and and it really bothered me. So I actually rejoined and um, I would have done 30 years, but I got hurt in a training accident that caused my blindness. So obviously, if you can't see, you can't shoot. So we don't need you. So they medically retired me out in um, 2012. And the day that they medically retired me out was the day that I attempted suicide. But thank God, it didn't work out that way. And uh, that's when my whole my new life started was in 2012
0: so like you would have like experienced this euphoria and this this complete change in your purpose like when like, i think everyone experiences some sort of depression or a really low state and then like creates like a purpose or maybe like drags you down so like you either go up a hill or you go down a hill there's no way around it there's like only up no matter how you look around it and then does a person really want to go up a hill or do you want to go down a hill it's like the question why
1: well for me um i was going to be thrown out of the military for the second time on at the end of september of 2001 but um when 9-11 happened September 11, 2001 happened. It changed my whole life and my whole perspective on life. And that's when I gave my life to, to service to where, um, I wanted to protect people that can't protect themselves. So that's when I dedicated my life to helping others. And so that's where, um, the whole, you know, I decided I had to make a decision. Do I want to live for myself or do I want to live for other people? Now on that day um, where I live in New Jersey, where I'm at right now, if I go stand on my front porch, I can see where the Twin Towers once stood. Um, We knew people that were in the building that day and didn't come home. So that's when my whole perspective on life changed to instead of becoming somebody that wanted to be served, now I became the person that wanted to serve, and that's when I rededicated my life to the Lord and also to to my military career.
0: It creates a little purpose. Like just just today, when I was walking to one of my students, so I teach the violin, and I was like just like walking, and I felt a lot of. Um, Courage and confidence and like this a striving purpose like just by just like walking like my mindset was it's like so fulfilling like and that comes with resilience so when you really struggle first and then you are able to overcome and still develop this mindset that is like so positive and wants to build society in a positive and inspired learners. It's all about how we create and how we want to live our lives. And yeah, I really like what you share about being an army. Like you are basically in isolation when you go into the, the field. Like, what was it like for you?
1: For me, when I was in the field is when I was at my... Best. That's, I think that's what kept me around for that two and a half. When I was not in the field, when I was around the higher ranks, the generals and the colonels, that's when I would get in trouble. But if you put me out in the field where I can get dirty and get nasty and, you know, not take a shower for two weeks at a time, um, you know, the, I was the ultimate soldier. You know, I would stay up. If you asked me to stay up for four or five days, I have no problem doing that. Ask me to get dirty, ask me to whatever, do. I'll do whatever you want me to do. So that's where I, I excelled at. And then when I came back in, out of the field, that's when I got into all my trouble. But I think because I was such the hardcore soldier in the field, I think that saved me for a little while. You know, it only, and I, but I think eventually, it wasn't enough to save my career the first time yeah
0: you gotta really develop that resilience and what is our mind going through that point really creates a purpose to do it rather than like having that negative mindset or letting other expectations or other people's opinions shape what we are but to have a strong purpose so did you like going up what was a like, childhood and then
1: Other distance, like Well, when I grew up, um, my mother was an addict. So, and she was also a nurse. And my father left me when I was three months old. So my mom was always working and I was always with babysitters. So I spent a lot of time alone. I spent, you know, um, most of my childhood was either with babysitters or alone. But thank God I found a love for book. And that's when I started reading, you know, just reading and reading and reading. That was my refuge. Um, But I, you know, like I always say on my my show that, you know, you can either speak life into your children or you can speak death into your children. And what I mean by that is, you know, my mother always used to say, um, you're just like your father. Um, You're not you're just like, you know. He, he couldn't make it in the military, you know, he was, he was lazy, you know, and I kept putting that stuff in my head, and then, until um, eventually, uh, when I got older, and I was, I, uh, I realized that I'm not what other people say I am, I'm who I say I am, and I'm who God says I am, and other people's opinions really don't matter, you know, because in the end, you know, in, in the end, in a big screen scheme of things when we do die it's only going to be us and our maker that's it nobody else so other people's opinions really don't matter and i'm realizing now you know as i'm um, getting more well known that if you don't have haters you're doing something wrong yeah why do you
0: think we have haters Is like create a purpose with ourselves is all these struggles like when we go into society um because like i'm living my life that i want to live not the way that others people i mean not the way that my family or friends do and i have a lot of people that disagree that i can be a teacher because of my voice like i'm working it with a speech pathologist so like i like develop myself and then in that turn i also develop a lot of healers like why do we have healers
1: well i think the reason why a lot of people hate on people like us because we're doing they're still stuck in their same life they're not trying to do anything they're just you know it's kind of like you know whenever if you've ever watched um lobsters when they are in a when they're being boiled they're always trying to pull down the ones that are trying to get out so i think that are, for people that have haters people don't want to see you get better because they know they're not getting any better they're staying at the same level so that's why i think we have haters because we're moving and they're not moving and they're staying in the same position you know what i mean yeah
0: like there's some people like oh like heal us and then there's the people that um that want to push their values onto us So what are your thoughts about those people?
1: Well, then what I do, um, you know, because of course, everybody has those people in their lives. You can love those people. You can care about those people. Um, And and I have, you know, a saying that, that lions don't care about the opinions of sheep. They just do lion shit. So I'm a lion. I'm an alpha male. So what somebody else thinks about me really doesn't doesn't really matter because I'm not as long as I'm not hurting anybody and I'm not putting anybody down and I, you know I'm always lifting people up and in the end it really doesn't matter about who's got my back who doesn't but you know like like um, Jim Rohn and and you know Tony Robbins uh, John Lee Dumas you know they talk about that you are the five people that you hang around the most that if you're hanging around 5 millionaires you will be the 6th so the same thing if you're if you're hanging around 5 losers you're going to be the 6th so you got to watch out who you're hanging out with who you're listening to and what you're reading and what you're watching that's why I don't watch the news whatsoever i shut the news off 2 years ago i don't watch any of it, it can't lift if it can't lift me up i'm not watching it i'm not doing it
0: yeah, that's a great mentality.
1: But like, I hope you're still COVID safe, <laughs> you know, I expect. Um... Well, for me, very COVID safe. I just got my, um, my booster shot yesterday, no, last week. Um, I still wear my, my mask wherever I go. You know, whether you're masked, whether you're unmasked, that's your opinion, that's whatever. I got too much shit I want to do. I want to live. So I'm going to take care of me and my family. I don't, you know, that's why a lot of people that get involved in, well, this person says this, this person says that. Do what you want to do. Uh, I want to live, so uh, that's the only opinion I got. I'm only worried about me, and my family. um, And you do what you do, you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like you're able to like live like your own life without any criticism towards the external world. Like, do you think? That like being like if people with their passion, because like passion is said to not be able to earn a living or you will pay the bills, and like they do this saying of whatever pays the bills. Like, what is our concept about passion and really earning money?
1: Well, you know, I believe that, you know, like for me, I never thought about the possibility of you know, be making a living off of my podcast until I interviewed a gentleman named John Lee Dumas. He gets a million downloads a month and he's making $150,000 a month off his podcast. So that's when I started seeing people like him, Joe Rogan, Ed Milet, um, making money off of their passions. So I mean, if you have a passion, that's great, but you have to find out what the people that are making money from your passion are doing, and start doing that instead of doing it your way. Like you know, um, I know some of my friends that I that I know, they had when they were younger, they had speech impediments, they had speech problems, and now they're some of the best speakers in the world because they started watching people that had speech impediments and they started learning from them. So I guess you have to find out what your passion is. Find out who is the best in your industry. Find out what they're doing. Follow what they do. Don't imitate, but follow what they do because success always leaves clues. You know what I'm saying?
0: Now that we're in isolation, I have really been drawn to YouTube. There's like a lot of motivation. There's a lot of uh, understanding of the psychological ourselves like maybe doubtful and then like selflessness or any, like anything I can just like if I really do that if I want to learn more about that it puts a positive and more information onto the subject that we struggle with and then when we understand these situations and then the experiences we really learn about the positive and we need drive our days more because we understand the situations more.
1: Yeah, now, you know, I tell, you know, everybody and I tell my mom this, that if you have one of these things that we're holding in our hands, if we have a smartphone, there is no reason for you to be isolated. I mean, I talk to, I would say at least 20 or 30 people a day. So there's no reason to be isolated as long as you have a smartphone, because there's groups to belong to. There's, um, there's, you know, you can message people, you can talk to people. So there's no reason to be isolated as long as you have a smartphone or a computer. Cause your mind in reality, your mind doesn't know the difference between whether we're sitting here talking to each other over, you know, over our phones or if we were sitting next to each other your mind doesn't know the difference and there is no difference so you don't have to be isolated if you don't want to be isolated and if you're feeling isolated maybe you need to start reaching out and talking to more people
0: yeah good That like uh being able to talk and share our struggles is such a just a useful thing and also since we are human. Other human beings also struggle with the same thing because they are being brought up. They just have a different personality that we can understand things through if they're, if they're self-aware about themselves. And so many people are not self-aware. So like, what do you think about the critics of the world that are negative and just like keep pointing things out about other people?
1: Well, um, unfortunately, you know, I think abuse, people that abuse others have been abused themselves. So you have to look at, you know, why are they so negative? What's going on in their life? And then you have to decide, you know, am I going to listen to them? You know, you have a choice. You have a choice to either listen to them or totally ignore them and not be in their company. That's up to you. You're making that decision. You're making the decision. What goes in your ears, you're making a decision, what you watch, what you read, who you hang out with. It's all your decision. So whether you decide to hang out with winners or, you know, you can either decide to hang out with the chickens or the Eagles. That's up to you. You know what I mean?
0: I wanna be that ego that really soars high. <laughs> yeah, you'll never see an eagle hanging out with a chicken. Um like, could you, you shared a bit about your 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 addictions in childhood. Um so like, how do you like see it now that you've like, grown out of or like you've understood yourself
1: more? Well, I mean I'm you know, I'm fifty-three, I'll I'll be fifty-three uh next month, but I'm I, you know, after I attempted suicide in 2012. Um, and you know, because I didn't know, you know, for that 23 years I was Sergeant Kaufman in the military. I didn't know who Richard was. Um, so in 2012, I had to decide. I had to reimagine my life. I had to, you know, think about who do I wanna be and start turning into that person you know but every day i'm still growing i'm still learning i'm still you know pushing for excellence you know even though i you know i read nine books you know every day um i also when i go on my walks for an hour and a half i'm listening to audio books so i you know i'm still like i'm listening to a book right now um Is by a gentleman named Tim S. Grover, and he coached Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, and he talks about being relentless. So, you know, even at 53 years old, I'm still going to push the envelope. I'm still going to push it, and I want to be relentless. So I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up, and I'm going to keep growing because, like, my son is – he's going to school to be – he's in university – And he wants to be a marine biologist. And he always talks about sharks, how once a shark stops swimming, it dies. And I think for me, you know, once I start, you know, not when I I stop moving and when I stop not um, educating myself, that's when I'm going to start dying. And I'm not ready to uh, stop dying yet. So I'm, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still improving every day
0: yeah i really like that energy about a shark not being able to like, if they stop swimming then they die like our purpose in life is so driven and then a lot of obstacles change Try to change it but like when we create a really strong one that cannot change anything so it's like if it's a really strong steel we cannot like break it you'll just bend or you'll just like have a dent in the wood like if water you'll just brush off like We've got to have that strong purpose in our lives that cannot be swayed or like a really strong determination that we can create now not over a new year or any event but it's about developing a purpose and determination that we want to become and then we other other people so that we can create more positive factors in this determination
1: well, I think, you know, one, like one of the reasons that um, people fail is because they don't focus on just one thing. They focus on too many things, you know, like, like the word uh, focus. You know, if you focus on one, you know, like I am I read a book, I think it came out in 1905 um, by Mr. Dale Carnegie. And he talks about Whatever you obsess about is what you'll eventually possess. So if you focus on, say, having a top podcast and you're putting 100 hours into your podcast a week or whatever it is, eventually you will be a top podcaster. But if you start, you know, saying I want to be a top podcaster, but then you want to be a great salesman and then you want to own real estate it's too much stuff and you and you can't and you have to focus laser like you know laser like focus because like i've been taught by some of my mentors that um consistency will always be better than intensity over the long haul you know what i'm trying to say
0: yeah like like talking about this what qualities have you lent like throughout your life and how have they impacted you to be a person you inspired to become?
1: Um, for me, you know, like when I started my podcast, um, I had to figure out and it's only been the last three months that it's really come together. You know, I figured out, okay, you know, the per- my perfect avatar my podcast is the guy that I used to be a couple of years ago. And the guy that I want to be in a couple of years from now, that's who my perfect listener is. So once I found out who my perfect listener is now, all my guests all are talking to that per- that perfect avatar. So like for me, I want to inspire others to let them know that no matter where you come from, whether you you know, didn't go to university, where you, you know, whether you dropped out in high school You know, whether you were an alcoholic, whether you were a drug addict, if you went to jail, um, I got friends right now. One of my friends, two of my friends, actually, they both served five years in prison and now they're now their businesses are making seven figures. So it doesn't really matter where you come from. It just matters where you're going. And I think that's what I want to do. That's how I want to inspire people. They'll say, hey, if that guy did it, anybody can do it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I'm sure everyone can do it, no matter what their belief is, no matter how low their life is, I believe that anyone can do it. And their personality is is valid as much as anyone else's.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, anybody, like, I'm sure people thought that when Jeff Bezos first started you know his company. You know, once Amazon first started, and it was started in a garage, and he was selling books out of his garage, and he was telling people, "Well, we're going to be the number one company in the world." I'm sure people thought he was crazy, right? But he did it. So, you know, I look at people like that. So, when people tell me, you know, you're not going to have a podcast that's going to be a seven figure earner, I say, well just watch me. And for me, I still, even though, you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband of a beautiful bride, and I got three beautiful kids. I still have that little edge to me, where if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it just to spite you. And I think sometimes as we get older, we kind of, you know, as we're kids, when we're kids, you know, if somebody tells you, you can't jump over that fence, we're gonna do everything we can to jump over that fence. So I think as adults, we lose that. So I think we should use that as a uh, motivation. If somebody tells you, you can't be a teacher. If somebody tells you, well, you have a speech problem. Well, that's when you should say, well, you know what? I'm gonna show you because when Arnold Schwarzenegger first came from Austria and, and people said he would never make it, number one, because of his last name, but also because of his speech. And look what he became the number one actor in the world. So don't ever let anybody tell you, you can't do anything. You do what you want to do, you do you.
0: Yeah, I'm becoming a teacher because I want to inspire curiosity and learners. And that strong desire, that envision that students will be so active and really want to learn. is like such an inspiration to become a teacher like nothing can like really stop that because the only thing that can stop me is myself and no one else can stop me so
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah going on this like um what purpose have you created and how do you drive a positive uh, i mean uh, what purpose have you created and how do you drive a positive um, purpose when you're ex?
1: Well, you know, my purpose is, you know, like I had lunch with Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V um, a while ago. And the one thing that I took away from that meeting was, you know, your legacy will always be more valuable than your currency. So me, you know, I'm always working. I'm worried about my legacy more than I'm worried about money. Um, I'm worried about more, you know, when I'm dead, when I'm gone, you know, what are people going to say about me? How did I affect the world? You know, um, like I've known, I know that I've saved a couple lives already because people were almost about to commit suicide until they heard my podcast and then they decided to get help. So for me, I want to be the inspiration that, that if a person's struggling in life or even in business, you know, they can say, all right, if that guy did it, I can do it and I'm going to get help and I'm going to get done. I'm going to get, I'm going to get help and I'm going to move forward. So that's my, my purpose in life is to help people like me that have been, you know, in jail, that have been addicted, that have had troubles, my, my goal is to push them to greatness. So I think that's what my legacy, I'm worried about legacy. I'm not really worried about money because money will come. If you're great at what you do and if you put your heart into it and your love into it, money will follow.
0: There's like, does money to you really matter? Because like you talk about money, like if you're good, at money will come. And like when we hear that, like, I envision I pop start earning a lot of money. But can anyone do what they want and still survive? Like, does money need to be high? Uh,
1: no, money doesn't have to be high. Um, and the reason why I say this, um, when I was growing up, I had some great role models. And one of my uncles, my, my Uncle Bob, um, He only had an eighth grade education and he retired a multimillionaire. Now, one day we were having lunch and um, he was dying of cancer and he said, Rich, I got all this money, but money can't buy back a single day. So all this money doesn't mean shit. And that's what it really I mean, money is great because you you can make a difference in the world. If you do have money, you know, cause you can't pour from an empty cup, but if you're all about the money, um, especially in, in nowadays, um, like for me, I tell people, I just did a, a post on this the other day on LinkedIn that what good is it to own a big house, a big car boat, and then you come home to eat by yourself at the kitchen table being lonely. What does money really mean? You know what I mean? So for me, I think you have money. Money has to be there. But I think that your passion has to be there and money will follow if you're doing it the right way. And also, like, you know, like like one of my mentors, Zig Ziglar, always said, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll be able to have whatever you want. And that's what my goal is. My goal is to. You know, like, if you notice, if you ever follow me on Facebook or any of my social media, I always promote my friends 10 times more than I promote myself. Now I don't even have to promote myself. Everybody promotes me. So that's, for me, you know, money, money is, it's liquid. But when you die, you know, you came here, you were born naked, you're going out the same damn way everything else we have is just God's letting us play with it for a while.
0: Yeah. So I spoke to one of my friends and they said that money is just a tool or a source of uh, product that sells you. It's not a life or a diamond. It's not this bright thing that covers the world. And like, just like thinking about that, like, how do you, how how should we want to go home? Like, what is happiness? Like, when we live out like one day just of happiness.
1: Well, for me, um, when I get up every morning, and I open my eyes, and my daughter, my nine year old daughter, comes in, wakes me up, and gives me a kiss, and says, "Daddy, good morning." That's when I know I'm going to have a good day. That's what's important to me. Um, it's important. You know, God lets me use the house that we live in, you know, but I'm grateful for my wife, my bride, my best friend, um, and my kids. And, you know, I, in the way I, my life is God first, family second, business third. And that's the way for me, that's how I live my life. Um, And I, I live a very, a very peaceful life. I mean, sometimes it's crazy, like, Um, Sometimes I'll have like five interviews in one day. Tomorrow I'm doing I'm doing an interview on how to start a podcast, how to monetize a podcast. But I started to change um, just instead of saying I have to do something. I changed the words to I get to do something. And it changed my whole perspective on everything in my life. So if you just change those couple words from I get to, I mean, from I have to, to I get to, your whole, your whole perspective on life will change.
0: Yeah. Also, I understand like
1: the activities
0: that we have in life is what we put action and our energy to and whether that puts a negative or positive energy is our perception onto that, that event that happens. So being able to say something that really drives us to do something like I will I will get to, this is my chance to do this. And then like when I watch this series, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy at the moment. It's like really uh, fun and really Uh, entertaining to watch and they are just like so driven to be able to have this chance to do a a procedure or maybe do this wound, and that is like an opportunity that they can't wait for It's like so big to them and we should live our lives that this is a chance that we can really learn something from even it's something really negative or someone's like glowing at you or someone is like discouraging you and you know, or maybe it's like something that's really challenging to you and you have this self doubt. So I feel that is like really cultivates a purpose in life and being able to take those chances in life drives us to learn more and challenge what we
1: are so afraid of. Yeah, but you know, and but also, I think that I think the, you know, if you would talk to, I mean, I read a book a while ago and they interviewed a hundred people that were about to die and they asked what their biggest regret was. Is and one of the biggest answers was, I, I didn't do the things I wanted to do, I did the things people wanted me to do. So, and, you know, so don't let somebody that hasn't done anything tell you that you can't do it because they never did. It. So don't even take that into, you know, that's why I believe you should always join a mastermind. You should always you know have your circle of five that are above you, because if you're the smartest person in your group, you need a better group. And I think that's something that I'm starting to learn that, like I said, if, you know, if you're hanging out with five millionaires, you're going to be number six. So that's why I think you have to, you know, still love the people, but sometimes you'll have to step away and find a better group of people that are going to succeed, that are going to push you forward to being a better person and be able to hit your dreams and hit your goals.
0: So, like, talking about, like, emotions and anger and, like, things that we get frustrated about, do you think that our past affects us so much that we would reenact the things that we hate about our past?
1: Yeah, um, but, you know, unfortunately, I mean, or fortunately, you know, when you start becoming more successful in life, you know, like one of my mentors, Mr. Ed Milet always talks about, you know, everything happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. And everything is a teachable moment. So, you know, once you start becoming more, you know, mature, more spiritually aware, you know, um, you really don't get too crazy about things because the little stuff that bothers you now You're not even going to remember five years from now. So why worry about it right now? And I, you know, and that's why I I stopped watching the news. I stopped reading the newspaper because if it's not in my control, I'm not going to worry about it. I can't worry about what somebody else is doing. You know, like um, I love my wife. She's the best thing that ever happened to me, but you know, in hindsight, I can't make my wife happy. You know, that's an inside job. I can't make somebody else happy. I can bring joy to their life, but you know, you can't make me happy. I can't make you happy. We have to, it's an inside job. So we have to start being, start loving ourselves and being happy to be alive. And then when you, once you start loving yourself and being happy, things don't really, make a big difference anymore because it's not gonna matter in five years. So, you know, just try to enjoy every moment you get, because, you know, I tell everybody, you know, there was a, you're too too young, but there was a group called The Doors and the the lead singer, Jim Morrison said, nobody gets out of here alive. So enjoy every day that you have because one day it's gonna be your last. So that, you know, if if you took a look at it that way, that you want to enjoy every day and get the most out of every day, you're not going to really sweat the small stuff.
0: Yeah, could you like show me about like your like your childhood impacting your future? So like for me, it's like my father and brother uh, talk really negative and they also abuse me a lot, and then they also talking a way that's really negative and narcissistic so like i'm sure you also experienced something similar so like what's your advice on that
1: that's when you learn what not to do like when i wrote my book i just put a post out today when i wrote my book my you know and i wrote my life story my life story is about what not to do so now as a 53 year old man, I know the husband that I need to be, and not to be like the father that I had. Um, you know, I learned how to treat my children the way I was not treated, so I use it as a teachable moment. So whatever happened in my past, it taught me to be the man that I am today. So if you look at things that way, you're look you're shine even, you can shine a light. On Even the most negative thing, like I actually just released an interview with a friend of mine, Joe, and um, he was sexually abused when he was a young boy. But now he's turning that into a positive and helping other people that are struggling with the same thing. So if you take the mindset of whatever happened to me, whatever, however I was treated is how I'm not going to act. And that's not how I'm going to treat other people then it's actually going to work out to your benefit.
0: Yeah. So you could like, put that in like, maybe your experience. So like, how would you, how do you do it now? It's like, you said you shared that like, what not to do. It's like, why have you changed in your, your parenthood?
1: All right. Like, like, for instance, um, you know, my mother and my father, when my stepfather always argue would always curse at each other and you know would, would would make you know comments to each other and now if me and my wife have a disagreement and if i'm wrong i'll automatically say you know what honey you're right i'm sorry and even if we do argue i'll step away from the situation go into the other room put it on put on a video game play a little bit play everything through my mind. And then go talk to her and say, you know, whether I'm right or I'm wrong, say, honey, I understand where you're coming from. And if I made you upset, I apologize. So that's just something for me, like, uh, for instance, with me, my son, um, I felt something was off. And um, so I went to the store the other day. I picked up a bag of his favorite potato chips. I brought it down to him. I said, I don't know if there's something between me and you, whatever it is. um, I apologize if I upset you. Here's some potato chips I'm, I'm giving to you as a peace offering. And then I hugged him and I kissed him. So, you know, that's something that my parents would have never done. But I don't want to be like my parents. So that's, you know, the kind of man that I'm trying to be. Even though I fail every day, I'm still trying to be the best husband and the best father that I can be now.
0: Yeah, like when I look at my childhood and now like when I try to like manage things, like I'm like controlling things, and I don't want to do that. So like I try different things. So what is your opinion about how people like process things that they don't want to do anymore and like they want to change it?
1: Well, um, I'm not wearing it today, obviously, but I, I always wear a t-shirt. Um, it's called, cause I, th- we had my own mental health summit on, in, in April, it was called today. I decide, um, now the, the guy that woke up the morning of September 11th, 2001 was not the same guy that went to bed September 11th, 2001. It changed me and I changed so for me, I tell everybody, anybody can make a change. You just have to make that decision in your mind to change. And a lot of people say, "Well, uh, I don't believe people can change." So say if I'm talking to you, me and you're on the phone, and you get a call coming in. It's your doctor. He says he'll tell. He tells you you got three months to live. Do you think your thought process is going to change? Of <laughs> course it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's to say that anybody can change. You just have to make that decision to change and then create massive action behind it. Like I could say, I want to be the best podcaster in the world. But if I don't make that decision and put massive action, it's never going to happen. So I think that's where a lot of people make, make they don't make the decision is they just, you know, they think about it. They might want to do it. They want to change, but they don't, they don't say, you know, they'll say, okay, I want to lose weight, but they're not saying if you said, okay, I want to lose 17 pounds in the next six months, that's an attainable goal. But if you're just saying, I want to lose weight there, it's, there is no goal, you know, that's a dream. So I think a lot of people will have to say that if you want to change, you can change. It's just up to you and how bad you want it
0: yeah thank you for showing that like change is like such a difficult thing to do and it has to become novel over time and it's the action we can take that really changes us so like you shared on your posts on facebook that you have um ptsd anxiety and depression like these things would have like uh either been for the um workforce like since you heard that like a lot of people in War 2 have PSD because of the trauma. So like now I'm sure like, you become more resilient. Like how has it created you as a person?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna, you know, and people know if you follow me on Facebook or if you follow my social media, I have my bad days. You know, I I get depressed, you know, I have the PTSD. Um, I get depressed. I get down in the dumps some days, but, and I have friends, I have my amigos that they know that if I'm down in the dumps, I'm going to put a post out. I'm not feeling good today. My phone is ringing. They're like, Hey, Rich, are you okay? Are you good? You know, you're the comeback coach. I can't let you get too depressed. So for me, you know, even though I have these things, they don't have me to where, you know, I may have PTSD, but it doesn't have me. I may have depression, but it doesn't have me. And I choose not to become a statistic. I choose not to put that gun against my head and blow my brains out. I choose to live and I choose to inspire people. And so, you know, no matter everybody, you know, that's one bad thing about social media is everybody's always using they're always looking their best they're always you know their hair is always done they're uh you know always having the best filters on their phone they're not being real you know and i think that's why people can relate to me because i am who i am you you get what you get and if i'm having a bad day i'm gonna say it but if i'm having a great day i'm gonna say it too you know because everybody has those anybody can have depression or ptsd just don't let it have you.
0: Yeah. A lot of people like struggle with these traumas and then they are so engulfed in this moment that it becomes a trauma. So like being able to look at the situation and then completely change your face or like away from that situation or just like it so much that you break through and like learn so much that you become a better
1: person It's really strong. Well, you know, like, like one of my favorite pastors, his name is Joel Osteen. You know, he talks about you, it's your choice whether you want to be a victim or a victor. It's your choice. If you're being abused, it's your choice. If you want to stay in that situation, it's your choice. If you want to be continue being a victim. in in today's day and age with the whole cancel culture nobody has to be abused nobody has to be in an abusive relationship and if you are and you're listening to this it's your fault that you're in it get out of it you don't have to be in it anymore you
0: know what I mean yeah we can use other resources that really drive a positive or understanding perspective like really allows us to break through and not think about the situation so poorly. So um, that's all the questions I have. Is there anything you want to see?
1: I just want to say, guys, um, the three most important words in the English language are today I decide. So if you want to make a change, make a decision and then just put massive action behind it. And you do not have to be the same person tonight when you go to bed as the same person that woke up this morning. You can change. Change is possible. And your change will help inspire others to change, just like this podcast is. And just like you're doing, you're changing the world. You're inspiring people. You're inspiring me. And I just want to let you know that. And I just want to say thank you. Um, So you, you can change and For me, like I've always been told, eventually your mess becomes your message. And that's how we inspire change in the world.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. All
1: right, brother. Well, God bless you and have an amazing week.
0: Yeah, thank you.